0: The Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and Locked On Podcast Network.
1: The Jacksonville Jaguars will win the AFC South. Texans, how you feel about that one? No. That's
2: right. It's time for another episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. This eight episode series will take you division by division, making sure that you are getting all of your questions answered about every single NFL team ahead of the NFL season. And of course, we're going to be joined all throughout this series by our locked on local experts who cover your favorite teams every single Monday through Friday and know them back and forth like the backs of their hands. We're also going to be joined by betting expert Lee Sterling to help you set the edge and bring home some cash this NFL season and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show to bring you his predictions for each division. And I am your host, Ross Jackson, the daily host of the Locked on Saints podcast, here to take you through division by division and answer all of your burning questions ahead of the NFL season. On today's episode, it's the AFC South. The Tennessee Titans are looking to take home the title yet again, but the Indianapolis Colts stand in the way with the newly minted starting quarterback, Matt ryan and of course the jacksonville jaguars might be one of the most improved teams in not only the afc but the nfl and of course houston has moved on from the biggest story of the offseason with davis mills at the helm let's get it started with the afc south make or break The Tennessee Titans took away that AFC South division in 2021. Can they repeat or will Matt Ryan reinvigorate? the Indianapolis Colts, and oh yeah, the Texans Jaguars are there too. No, I'm just kidding. There's a ton going on in the AFC South, and to help us break it all down, we've got our good friends from across the Locked On Podcast Network, the local experts that cover these teams every single Monday through Friday. Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans. We've got Jake Arthur and Zach Hicks, Locked On Colts. Cody Davis, one half of Locked On Texans. Shout out to John Hickman, who I know is under the weather. We hope you're feeling well soon again, buddy. And of course, the one, the owner. the man, the myth, the legend himself, Tony Wiggins of Locked on Jaguars. Uh, Tyler, we're going to start off with you and the Tennessee Titans since they won the dang thing last year. What do the Tennessee Titans, uh, Tennessee Titans fans and others who are watching around the NFC South need to keep in mind in terms of the biggest story around the Titans?
0: Well, the. Just to set the record straight here, the Titans are trying to win the division three years in a row this upcoming year. And uh, in Titans history, that hasn't happened maybe as much as fans want. So we got to celebrate the ones that they do get. But obviously you want to see Derrick Henry bounce back. Derrick Henry, when he's at his best, he can be a a game-changing player. He has an incredible effect on the defense. The numbers bear it out. How many times teams are putting eight men in the box against a Derrick Henry led backfield. So can Derrick Henry get back to that all pro form coming off injury? I think that's probably the biggest story. Outside of that, you got to look at Ryan Tannehill and his bounce-back performance. So it really comes down to, are you someone who believed Tannehill could be more? Are you somebody who believed that Tannehill isn't the guy? Whatever you want to see over the last three years, you've gotten something to bolster your position. Tannehill coming off that three-interception performance against the Bengals was admittedly, he set it himself, at the lowest of his lows and had to work his way back. Can he be a guy who who can be that 2020-2019 version of himself again with hopefully an improved cast of characters around him and an improved uh, pass-blocking unit up front? Those are probably the two biggest stories looking at the bounce back of Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Outside of that, Titans fans know the defense looks like it could be incredible this year Mm -hmm. led by Jeffrey Simmons. Can they go to that next level as a defense to one of the top five defenses in the league? Those are probably the big things you're looking at for the Tennessee Titans this year.
2: And that Tennessee Titans defense is going to have a lot to work with when it comes to the division rivals across the way, the Indianapolis Colts. So Jake Arthur, Zach Hicks, Locked On Colts, I come to you next, uh, whichever one of you guys wants to kick us off. What do the uh, Colts have to do in 2022 in terms of their biggest story in order to be successful this season?
3: Yeah, I think I can speak for both of us when everything starts with the addition of Matt Ryan on offense. You know, quarterback, quarterback was the difference, it felt like in so many matchups last year. You know, the the team overall played well. You know, they'd get a big performance from Jonathan Taylor. The mm-hmm. defense would do its job, it you know, would get some takeaways. But just the inconsistency in the quarterback play was just the difference between some wins and losses. And at the end of the year when it was absolutely critical and all they needed to do was beat a couple of of beatable teams in the Raiders and Jaguars, they got nothing out of the quarterback. And so you bring in a guy like Matt Ryan, who, you know, he's been the MVP before, but he's never, he's never been Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. He's never had that (laughs) type of notoriety, but you get consistency with him. You know, he's a 4,000 yard guy, 65, you know, 63, 65% completions. He's not a guy that is going to usually let you down. So, as far as offense goes, that's kind of where you got to start. And Zach, I know there's there's definitely a, a few more big areas to to pay attention to.
4: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Obviously, it all starts and ends with Matt Ryan, and that was the difference between the Colts maybe being a wild card team last year and being, you know, where they were going into the draft. Uh, but for me, I think another big storyline to to watch for the Colts is what this defense does with Gus Bradley. You know, they, they've had Matt Eberflus the last couple of years, a, a defense coordinator who was good enough to get, you know, a head coaching job uh, with the Chicago Bears. Now they're bringing in a guy in Gus Bradley where there's been some good and there's been some, some very bad. Obviously with the Jacksonville Jaguars, it wasn't great. Uh, with the Seattle Seahawks back in the day, it was very good. So what kind of Gus Bradley are they getting? And can he take this Indianapolis Colts defense to the next level? I know there are a lot of people who believe that the Indianapolis Colts can go from you know, a fringe top 10 defense to maybe a top five defense with, with uh, Gus Bradley. But I still think that's going to be one of the biggest things to watch, you know, are they getting the Jacksonville Jaguars, Gus Bradley, or are they getting this Legion of Boom or even the Chargers level of uh, Gus Bradley?
2: So coaching changes, absolutely a great uh, segue going into the Houston Texans, Hmm. and the Jacksonville Jaguars here, Cody Davis locked on Texans. We'll start with you. What's the biggest story down in Houston or is the biggest story now in Cleveland? (laughs)
5: well yeah the biggest story is now in (laughs) Cleveland thank God we ain't got to worry about that foolishness no more but because the big story is in Cleveland now it's part of the reason why when you talk about the Houston Texans in 2022 you're looking at the next big story and that is Davis Mills can Mm -hmm. Davis Mills take the step forward and showcase some promise that he could be this team's franchise quarterback moving forward the Texans are doing good by him giving him a fair opportunity in 2022 and if he does great then the Houston Texans could continue building their roster they could continue building this rebuild and they can hopefully get back to the team that was supposed to be with the Deshaun Watson era which is a team running the AFC South and competing for a playoffs and championships but of course if Davis Mills does not pan out then of course you know they have multiple draft picks they can go out there in 2023 and we all know 20. 23 draft class for the quarterback class is going to be very, very deep. So that is one thing to keep an eye on. Of course, the success of Davis Mills, And then I think the next biggest storyline Michael underrated. Cause of course we are going to keep track on the wins and the losses of the mm-hmm. Houston Texans. And of course everybody in the league, but us here on locked on Texans, we talk about this a lot. You know, how is this new regime is going to rebuild The Houston Texans off the field, how they're going to get their respect level back around the NFL, because you guys know ever since they blew the the 24 nothing lead to Kansas City trading DeAndre Hopkins, you know, you go out and hire David Cully fire Bill O'Brien like it's just been nothing but a complete nonsense type of show down here in the city of Houston ever since they hired Lovey Smith ever since they promoted Pep Hamilton to offensive coordinator. To be honest with you guys, it finally feels like for the first time ever that I'm covering a normal NFL team. And it just seems like it's just a breath of fresh air around that organization as of right now. And I think that's going to determine a lot on the success of the Houston Texans
2: for this upcoming season. From a team that has question marks in terms of what's going to happen at quarterback in the future with Houston to a team that uh, in this beautiful city of Jacksonville, one of, I believe, the most underrated cities in the United States. But in the beautiful city of Jacksonville, where quarterback may not be the biggest question mark, is uh, is Trevor Lawrence
1: the biggest story in Jacksonville? Tony Wiggins locked on Jaguars? Or are you looking elsewhere? He's half of the biggest story. Mm. And with Cody using words like incompetence and in real football team, I ran out of adjectives because I thought he was describing us. Because as we all know, Jacksonville has been the poster child for dysfunction as far as the way a football team is supposed to be ran. And it got even worse last year when King Joffrey, uh, Urban Meyer took over and just uh, really made this place a horrible, horrible uh, play- team to cover. Players were walking around pouting and everything else. So. That's why I say Trevor's half of it, because the other half is Doug Peterson. And what I mean by that is it gives you a solid ground to stand on. It gives you a foundation. And regardless of what the record is, you know that you're probably going to be headed in the the right direction. One of my things that I hold on to is combinations between coach and quarterback. You had Ross, you had Breeze, and, of course, Sean Payton. There was Belichick and Brady. There's Tomlin, Roethlisberger. There was Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. There's always been this connection between coach and quarterback and when you get those two things right simultaneously it usually turns a franchise around so as crazy as it's been for us to get to this point you can only think that the sky's the limit now what we want to see is competence, and we want to see that it is going in the right direction i'm not going to put a cap on what i think their record is going to be but i do think a part of me is going to be satisfied That at the end of this year, when we do this next year, since you're going by record, that I won't be going last again (laughs) for the fifth straight year. And that would mean that we're headed in the right direction. So I'm looking for the combination of Doug Peterson and his quiet hand and his credibility, along with the talent of Trevor Lawrence to kind of come together and at least give hope to the future that the Jaguars are suddenly starting to ascend and build in the right direction.
2: When it came to quarterback-coach pairings, I was surprised you didn't mention Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Sorry. Never yeah, mind. Right. Ignore that. <laughs> um, I, I see you were talking about for the right reasons now. Um, so next up, as we go through, and we've you know, you've all been very kind to one another, but now it's time <clears throat> to get a little rude. Uh, so we're going to predict our division finishes for the AFC South.
3: Division predictions.
2: Let's kick us off there. We're going to hear from our good friend, Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson uh, NFL show, which he has given his own prediction of how the AFC South is going to
6: wrap up. AFC South. We're going four to one in the South. I'm going to go Houston. I might surprise some folks. Tennessee at three. Jacksonville at two. Colts at one. I think Houston's a year away from being a year away. You know, they're, they're still really rebuilding. They just don't have the talent the other, team, the other teams in this division have right now. Um, and I'm a Davis Mills fan, but I just don't trust this organization to win a lot of games. Tennessee's a team, I know they were, you know, the number one seed in the AFC last year, and I respect that organization. I think they have a really good defense. I think Vrabel's a very good coach. But I just think if you count on that offense, Tannehill at his age, Henry at his age, Burks instead of A.J. Brown, a much worse offensive line than people realize, Woods coming off an injury, I think that side of the ball could be a disaster. And the Colts are just super solid. And I think Matt Ryan's a bit of an upgrade. Uh, I think that they're really well you know, positioned to win this division, probably by a couple games. And I saved the Jags for last because – I just think that they actually are going to make progress. And I might eat those words, but I think their front seven is really physical, really talented with young players. I still believe Lawrence is going to be a star. And just the coaching change there is the biggest coaching change upgrade of any team in the league. I think they get to maybe eight or nine wins. Absurd. <laughs> absurd. <laughs> I, absurd.
0: I I'm, I'm coming out of the gate with this. One thing that I've consistently said all the time is th- the infatuation with the Colts organization from l- national media types is absurd. I, I mean, Chris Ballard does not deserve. The respect that he's given, if you look at his overall record, which is just barely over 500, they they're on their fifth quarterback in five years. Their pass-catching group is one of the worst in the NFL, bottom five. The offensive line hasn't been addressed, and you're still relying on some young guys up front. I Listen, I I get that the Colts are going to be a good team, and I think them and the Titans will be within a game of each other. But for him to have the Colts taking over, the the Titans (laughs) haven't had a losing season in six years. And five like <laughs> they went twelve and five last year. I think that they will take a step back and I have them at less than twelve wins. But to have the Jaguars over <laughs> the Titans,
5: man.
3: I come, back
0: to me, I back. come back to me a little Even if he put the Col- if he put the Colts over the Titans by like a game, like Colts ten and six or Titans nine and eight, you know, I would at least be able to like you know, not have the smoke coming out of my ears like a Looney Tune (laughs) right now. But to have them third... Jacksonville? Tony,
7: Tony, you wouldn't...
0: If you had a gun to your head, you wouldn't say Jacksonville is going to be better than Tennessee this year. So I just...
1: Matt, you're killing. Well, hold you. on, hold on! No, no, no! Don't, 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 don't,
2: wait, wait! Tony Wiggins left the Jaguars. Yeah. Will the Jaguars be better than the Tennessee Titans this year?
1: You're damn right, and that money. I pay, Matt. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey! Uh, uh,
0: you uh, said you'd be better than Houston last year, Tony. Hey, you killed, hey. you killed Cody and John, and said that Jacksonville would be better than Houston by four, <laughs> yeah. We laughed; it was yeah. a big joke. And look what happened! You did it again, man. Two for yeah. two.
1: That's somehow I knew if anybody said anything bad about any one of y'all, it was gonna come back on me. So I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm prepared for it. See, let me tell you something you remember that dude who you used to call ugly because he was ugly in elementary school? Well, he became I remember being that dude, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, most of those dudes grow up to become stand up comedians, and you know what they do. They call you ugly back because they heard it all, and you can't hurt their feelings. That's how I feel as a Jaguar fan, man, or, or somebody that covers this team. There is nothing. Do you do you understand something? Watch my hand. There is nothing you can say that's gonna hurt my feelings. You understand what I'm saying? There's nothing you We've been down so long, man. It, 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 I don't I don't even dislike the coach, but the fact is, y'all been quiet, but I'm gonna take a swing at y'all first. Y'all ain't make the playoffs because of us. Period. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, so, absolutely. So, so the thing is, is I knew I knew when Matt Weaver said that the first person is gonna say my name was that dude in Tennessee. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> y'all days are over. It's and I'm going to tell you why you, you got that way because you got all self-righteous on the coach in the offseason and you were talking about their GM. And I told you, your GM need to have his, need to have his butt whooped. The- <laughs> 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 it's do a it. way How better record as a GM need, than Chris Fowler. But, but, but he gave Ryan Tannehill all that money. So here's the thing. The past is the past. and we the number one seed last we, year. We, we, we ain't going to bring up old stuff. We bring up the fact that we got Trevor Lawrence and we have a coach that's won a Super Bowl. So we are on, as the sisters say, we are on our way up. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else got any bad thing to say about us, y'all go ahead. But that money I paid Matt Williamson really came in handy for him to say.
4: <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I'll right, say Tony, something. T- nice. Yeah, go ahead, I'll, Zach. Say, go ahead, Zach. I'll say something. Nice. I, I actually like the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. I mean, you know, i mean, coming from the Indianapolis Colts person, I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. I mean, obviously, we study a lot of Frank Reich when he was coming here. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe not more than the Titans, but, I, you know, I like them. Uh, but it is very like, you know, little brother complex that everyone has to just throw the punches at the Colts even though we're just sitting here chilling. You know, we don't <laughs> we don't care. Uh but to to push back a little bit on the Chris Ballard stuff. I mean, they literally had their super quarterback walk off the field in preseason. The fact that they've had over five hundred records since then, I don't think he's had five could, years. He's five had, years, genius. Well, find well, a quarterback. Well, well, like that's how I year, feel.
0: Not you, Chris Ballard. Like he's right, so this. good, he had five years.
4: Real real quick, real quick. First year, Andrew Luck's hurt. You're not going to just get a new quarterback. You have Andrew Luck. Second year, Andrew Luck comes back, and they make the playoffs, and they win a playoff game. Okay. Third year, Andrew he's Luck playing. walks off right before the game starts, right before the season starts, so he's gone. So they have to play another Jacoby Brissett season because you. what do you do? When you're back? You guys would throw out Logan Woodside if that happened to you you know that's oh that's just he, how this don't
0: get it. me started on him I'm, I'm, his, I'm, I'm his worst fan let me tell you right right.
4: so right after that did they bring in Phillip Rivers go to the playoffs again and then they tried the Carson Wentz experiment which none of us are going to argue that was great okay we're oh. going to sit here and say oh that was amazing but you're saying five years like they didn't have a quarterback for five years they had Andrew Luck you know playing for three of them it's just it's just how well it Zach happens. let me so ask solid. you
0: this question now talking about the Indianapolis Colts the, the You talk about Matt Ryan a lot. I think where the Indianapolis Colts may be right now is in a position where there are other spots of their team that aren't good enough to be the team that people expect them to be. Yeah, maybe you've got Matt Ryan in there who's a steady hand, but the offensive, l- offensive line isn't as good as it was when they had Phillip Rivers, another older quarterback. The pass-catching weapons haven't really improved much from them. T.Y. Hilton's no longer a factor. So I feel like there are other areas of the Colts that have gotten worse that now having just that steady hand isn't going to be enough to get them where people see. Do you think that those areas are shored up more than maybe I think?
4: So, do you know who their leading pass catcher was with Philip Rivers? Do you know who it um, was? Their leading, leading receiver? Ashton Doolin. Uh, Zach Haskell. Zach Haskell oh, okay. with yeah. 600 <laughs> yards receiving. And they still made the playoffs. The pass catching, honestly, right now their pass catching unit is better than what it's been for almost all of. Chris Fowler's tenure, you know, T.Y. Hilton, obviously in 2018 was their best, but Michael Pittman Jr. is coming off a thousand yard season. They have Naeem Hines coming back with a quarterback that can actually get him the ball. So that's something right there. Uh, but no, this is your second best is also-
0: pass catcher as a running back.
4: Right. Hey hey, right. hey, 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 hey! Don't
0: slander, don't slander, don't
2: slander <laughs> running backs that <laughs> are team's second right. best pass catchers. Okay. Right. Exactly. Don't be mad that the Don't be mad that don't be mad about the, Pitt, the fact no, that Derrick no. Henry <laughs> can't catch passes. All right. right. He, he I'll say one
4: thing.
2: Michael Pittman
4: is a boss. I don't see it after that. I'll say I'll say one thing real quick, and then we'll let Cody actually say something because he's just he's just hanging out. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to
2: Cody here in a second to get his prediction for the division. That's where we're going. So let me
4: just say what they were quick i know yep. the offensive line gets you know people all oh, the offensive line sucks or whatever but they have like three pro bowl players on the offensive line they have an all pro in quentin nelson they have ron kelly who's always in the pro bowl they have Brad, mm-hmm. Brandon smith who is a Pro Bowl alternate like yeah danny pinter and, and matt Pryor, maybe not studs or anything like that but it's not like this offensive line is like the worst in the league they have three guys who are can, you know either pro bowls or around pro bowl level it's not like this is like a terrible offensive line i agree
2: Speaking of that offensive line, we'll get to impact players as well right. as newcomers here in just a second. Real quick, I want to go through, I want to get to everybody here. I want to start with Cody because Cody has, <laughs> it, it must be nice. Eh? For for, for, once, for once, the heat's not on the Texans guy for a change. So, you know, he's just watching it all fly around. But, Cody, let's, get, let's start with you here. Four to one, give us your division finish prediction in the AFC South.
5: I'm conflicted
2: about two teams.
5: That's... Well how can I do that's
2: Jacksonville
5: in the Colts. Oh. I say that because one. I'm not too sure how much Matt Ryan has left in the tank. And I've never been a believer in Matt Ryan. And I might be the Saints fan in me because although I cover (laughs) the Houston Texans, I am originally from New Orleans, which means I have seen a lot of Matt Ryan's games. And, of course, I was rooting for the team that's wearing black and gold. Um, But I, I, I just don't know how much Matt Ryan has left in the tank. The Jacksonville Jaguars, even though I hate to say it, we are kind of in the same boat to where it's been a a poo-poo show over the last two, three seasons. But for the first time, it's like there's some promise and some hope. And just like Jacksonville, if our young quarterback can show some promise and actually be better than his rookie campaign, then, of course, we're going to be a lot better than that but all i can say is i love how people are sleeping on the texans because remember this time last year they thought we was going to be one in 16 and zero and 17 and with david cully tim kelly and deshaun watson still in the building the houston texans still won four games and of course this year as i mentioned The atmosphere and everything surrounding this organization is a lot better. But what I would say is I do believe that this AFC South division for the final time is going to mirror how it looked last year with Jacksonville last, us at three, Indy at two, and of course Tennessee at one. And I understand a lot of people, they're talking about Ryan Tannehill, but I think they got the best Rookie quarterback that is waiting for his turn and Malik Willis. And I'm a Malik Willis fan, and I just think if you replace Willis with Tannehill at some point during the season, of course, you gotta you gotta roll with Tennessee. And I know people in Houston are gonna hate to hear me say that because we still waiting to get our colors back, but you know, it is what it is.
2: <laughs> uh Tony, let's come to you next, locked on Jaguars. Now Colts, Jaguars, Titans—you guys got all of your got got you know all your stuff out here. Second out, so just give me four to one your division finish prediction, Tony. Let's go with
1: you next. Houston's gonna be fourth. The Texans gonna uh, the Titans gonna be third. The Colts gonna be second, and the Jaguars gonna win the division. <laughs> wow! I love, wow! It. I love it. I love it. The Jacksonville Jaguars will win the division based on the fact that they're gonna go five and one in the division and they're going to also play well in their non-divisional schedule the jacksonville jaguars will win the afc south and cody is going to have a heart
5: attack how in the world are you going to have them going five and one in the division and you guys lost to a terrible houston texans team not once
1: but twice last that season. That was last
4: year, Cody. They have hey, no coach. definitely beat the Colts in Jacksonville. I know that. <laughs> they,
1: have, they, 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 they have no coach. And by the way, Tyler, you talking all that noise about Jacksonville. Your best player is from Jacksonville. And he's my wife's cousin. Okay. <laughs> so, there you go. I don't want to hear no Tell more. Tell him to unblock
0: me on Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh, he blocked you okay good he probably blocked you because of that crap you I, talk about my city so you but the talk thing is, about other people's money no 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 really last year the Jaguars absolutely did not have a coach they were really the epitome of what dysfunction is I actually think by default in a weird sort of way sort of like the the 76ers did in basketball they got good because Trayvon Walker is the real deal and some of the other parts now that they had Driving the bus don't have to drive the bus. They can be in the second and third seat. I really think that Trevor Lawrence. We forget this about Trevor. And I'll be honest, he had surgery before the draft process last year. He was oh, rehabbing. We go with he, the excuses. No, no, no. It's not excuse. It's, it's, it's valid. He was actually they started him off very very slow in training camp because he was still rehabbing his shoulder injury, and he never got a chance to learn how to. The ball pops out of his hand this year like we haven't seen. I think they're gonna they're gonna surprise some people and do maybe what the Bengals did last year.
2: It's a way to go. It's a way to go. Uh, Jake and
1: Zach locked
2: on Colts. What are your division finish predictions? Zach, why don't we start with you?
4: Yeah. So uh, I'll be pretty quick with it. I think the Texans will be at the bottom, Uh, you know, four to five wins uh, as expected. Uh, I think the Jaguars are going to surprise some people, some eight to nine wins. I think they're a good team. I have them at three. I have the Titans at two with nine to 10 wins and then the Colts at one with 10 to 11 wins. Love
2: it. Jake, agree or disagree?
3: Yeah, that's, that's honestly the exact same lineup I've got as well. I, I do expect both the Jaguars and Texans to be better than a lot of people think. I don't think they're going to be the the easy layup win, the doormats, you know. Especially Jacksonville, they seem like one of those teams that just having like a Doug Peterson to make things stable and not insane should be the difference in a lot of games. So, and Trevor Lawrence is is the real deal. Um, yeah, I, I just I think the division as a whole will be better. I think the Colts finally get to swap it at the end and actually finish on top against the Titans because it's it's always those two at the end every single year it seems like. But I think the Colts finally do it this time around.
2: Tyler Rowland locked on Titans take us home.
0: Okay, so uh, Houston Texans five and twelve, Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> seven and ten, Indianapolis Colts nine and eight, Tennessee Titans ten and seven.
2: There you go. Nice and easy. So, we, we we spoke a little bit about Ryan Tannehill, Trevin Lawrence, uh, Matt Ryan, Davis Mills. But what about the other impact players that make it all go over on the offensive side or the guys that make it all stop <laughs> over on the defensive side? We'll get to the impact players and new faces that you need to know as we continue on with the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022.
3: Up next.
0: All right, everybody,
2: continuing on with the Ultimate Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. It is the AFC South. And of course, there's no me in team, depending upon how you spell it. You could spell it wrong, and then technically there'd be an ME in there. But anyway, (laughs) what it does come down to, though, are impact players as well as the new faces that have been added to try to make a roster better year over year. We'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, who you brought up earlier, who were some of the impact players that folks need to know?
1: I mentioned Travon Walker because of his physicality. Mm-hmm. We knew what type of athlete he was. Uh, he's been ex- uh, super disruptive in, in the preseason action that he's had. It's not just uh, chasing the quarterback. It's when a play is going to the other side of the field. If you recall in the national championship game against Alabama, a wide receiver was running for a touchdown, and he got caught from the other side of the field by Travon Walker. He's done those types of things in practice already to the point where he's been doubled in preseason games early and he's very very disruptive. Another one under the radar is Foy Oluwakan and I know you oh. know him Ross because yep. he led the league in tackles last year with the Atlanta Falcons and they have a quarterback finally in this this system that they're going to run is the Mike Caldwell system from he was the linebackers coach in Tampa. So if you can imagine Devin Lloyd and Foy Oluwakan side by side the way Levante David and Devin White were in Tampa, that's sort of what they're running now, and it's sort of working. And remember, there's Josh Allen on the other side. Offensively, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are professional pass catchers. They might not be a number one, but with the way Doug schemes things up, I look back at the Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots. He had uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar catching passes. So I think those guys, and uh, along with the the system that's in place, I think those complementary pieces will, will help Trevor. And that's why I think they're going to have a a real breakout season.
2: Cody Davis locked on Texans impact players around Davis Mills. And does it all come down to the rookie from Florida?
5: (laughs) Of course. And that's where I'm going. The rookie from Florida, (laughs) Damian Pierce. Look, guys, for everyone to understand what type of impact Damian Pierce is going to have on this run game, put it like this. Prior to Thursday's preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers, Levy Smith told us that Damian Pierce was going to pay majority all of the first half so he could get a true sense of how good he is. Um, He played one drive. The Houston Texans recorded 72 yards in that drive, and Damian Pierce accounted for nearly 40 and the touchdown, and we did not see him no more the rest of that game. <laughs> Outside of Damian Pierce, I'm also looking at second-year wide receiver Nico Collins. As you guys know, it seemed like last year Brandon Cooks was the only solid wide receiver in the in the um, wide receiving unit last year. But Nico Collins, a 6'4 wide out. It seems like this year he has learned how to use his body. He's using his speed speed. And I do believe he's going to be very important to help the Houston Texans score more in the red zone area. All you gotta do is go back and take a look at the Texans um touchdown to close out the Third preseason game, well, the second preseason game second preseason. against the Los Angeles Rams. um He did a great job catching the ball in the end zone. And you guys know it always, and Texans always had a decent or a very good defensive line unit going back to the days with JJ Watt, but secondary was already a question. The secondary is no longer a question when you add in Jalen Petra and Derek Stanley Jr.
2: Oh, man, Jalen Petrie was one of my favorite, favorite draft (laughs) prospects in this year's draft. I was excited that he ended up He's looking good, too. he's looking good. He was fun to watch against the Saints that first uh, preseason game. Should have had a pick, but it was stolen from him. He was right under it, Mm -hmm. and another DB came and swept it away. I was real upset about it. Um, (laughs) Jake (laughs) Arthur and Zach Hicks locked on Colts. Maybe you guys have a couple of impact players between the two of you, but outside of Matt Ryan, who are some of the players that folks should be keeping an eye out on?
3: Yeah, Zach, I'll, I guess I'll take uh, a couple defensive guys. Um, so everyone knows DeForest Buckner, Shaquille Leonard, Kenny Moore. Uh, but uh, there's a few a few guys that really need to be paid attention to on defense. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, the expectation slash hope is that he comes in and gives them the first alpha pass rusher that they've had since Robert Mathis retired, honestly. Uh, it's It's been that long. Uh, yeah, I was going to totally say, it's honest. been a minute. <laughs> it's, it's been a group effort, and that hasn't always been fruitful. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but no, they're, they're hoping Yannick gives them that 9, 10, 11 sacks and kind of helps Pay come along. Uh, but Stefan Gilmore, he – I mean, I can only go based off of what I've seen in, in training camp every day. The guy looks like the lockdown corner that everyone knows. Now I, I'm not going to be naive. He is older, and you know I'm sure it, I'm sure he's not the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year version, but the guy was the best player in training camp for the Colts, and that's significant for a shutdown corner. But Julian Blackman, as the free safety in this new Gus Bradley scheme, as the single high guy. He looks like he was born to play this role in this defense, and it's it's so bizarre because he had a, an Achilles that ended last season midway through the year. And he came back this summer and hasn't missed a beat. It never looked like he had a serious injury like that. He's flying across the field. He's diving for interceptions. He, he, I think he leads the team in picks to camp with a few of them. They've all been kind of acrobatic or really high effort ones. He's a really tough player. I, I think Tyler can attest. He he took it upon himself to challenge Derrick Henry and go toe-to-toe. And he yeah. looked good doing it. I mean, Derrick Henry was yeah. Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong. But Julian Blackman and uh, awesome. and Kenny Moore, a couple small guys, wanted to make it happen, and and they did. Um, that, so defensively, we're really expecting some big things. But I'll, I'll let Zach point out some other guys that he's thinking of as well.
4: Yeah, no, just to tackle some offensive guys. We're talking impact players. That you know, outside of Matt Ryan on offense, it goes down to Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., and then the third one is getting 90 miles this year. Uh, players should have. Vast increase in their stats going from a quarterback who was 28th in on-target passes last year to 8th in, target, in on-target passes in Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to be able to get the ball out quick and efficiently, two players like Hines and Taylor at the backfield. But also a receiver like Michael Pittman Jr., who had his breakout season last year, he's going to only get better uh, with more experience and with a better quarterback. Uh, so, uh, the offense is going to run with those three guys, and, and outside of that, it's on you know some other players to step up and give some little production. But it's going to be a lot of what we saw last year with just a more efficient passing game.
2: Tyler, locked on Titans. We'll finish this one up with you, impact players, outside of the guys that you've mentioned already, in, uh, it was specifically in Ryan Tannehill, who's going to help make it all happen.
0: Yeah, of course, we've talked, you know, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill. I think on the Titans offensive side of the ball, it's easy. It needs to be Traylon Burks. They have Robert Woods, who is going to be a consistent veteran, of course. Nothing to, you know, snub your nose at there. But Robert Woods isn't an explosive playmaker by any means. He's just a very solid vet who's going to get open and do the right things. Nick Westbrook-Akina, he's just uh, another guy who's going to be out there. He blocks really well, but he's not going to be an explosive player playmaker either they're really looking at rookie Traylon burks he's got to find a way to stay on the field create explosive plays i know there's been a little up and down conversation about burks in the preseason it's all nonsense he's out there with the backup quarterbacks he's been wide open in the preseason multiple times and not gotten the ball the titans admittedly mike Vrabel said they're not scheming up touches for Traylon burks which if you watch Traylon burks during college for any time you know those schemed up touches Getting him on quick uh, slants and quick screens, getting the ball in his hand on jet sweeps, things like that. That's where he excels. So he hasn't really been put in a position to succeed, and he's still been good catching his first touchdown pass in the third preseason game. So Traylon Burks, a guy who maybe doesn't you know pop uh, make the eyes pop though, but I think will have a big impact on offense. Is tight end Austin Hooper. Hmm. The tight ends, uh, the Titans maybe had one of the worst tight end groups in the NFL. In 2021. And now they have Austin Hooper. They have a rookie tight end in Chigakonquo, who I pounded the table for during the pre draft process. And luckily, he was able to get on the team. I, I think both those guys can help a lot. Austin Hooper in that intermediate range, moving the chains. Chickaconquo on those backside bootlegs, quick dump offs with yards after catch opportunities. On defense, people know Kevin Byard and Jeffrey Simmons, but I think Christian Fulton really looked like a lockdown cornerback Go last year. And uh, Kevin Byard has said he needs to be a pro bowler this year. So Christian Fulton. And then uh, at linebacker, people don't talk about this guy and people scoff at the Titans linebacker group, but David Long Jr. for the Tennessee Titans, a late-round draft pick from 2019. He's come in here. He's the best linebacker on the team. He's good in coverage. He is physical against the run, coming downhill. I I think he's a guy that doesn't get a lot of pub, who's a lot better than people know. So David Long Jr. from the Tennessee Titans, one of the most underrated players in the NFL, in my opinion.
2: That's a great, great bit of insight. Thank you, Tyler. Let's go over to the Colts real quick as we get to our last question before we get to Lee Sterling, who will let you know whether or not putting your money down on Tony Wiggins and the AFC South champion Jacksonville Jaguars uh, is a good (laughs) or bad selection or good or bad option there. Uh, To wrap us up, Jake, Zach, Locked On Colts, give me maybe one each your the most important newcomer for the team, whether that be on the roster
4: or even maybe on the coaching staff.
1: New faces.
4: The answers are probably going to be on defense with Stephon Gilmore or Yannick Ngakwe, but I'm going to stay on offense and I'm going to go with Alec Pierce, uh, the rookie receiver they just took in the second round. Uh, like I just mentioned, mm-hmm. the Colts have their big three on offense. It's going to run through Naeem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pivin Jr. They need one more guy to really emerge as a constant threat. Uh, Alec Pierce had a really strong training camp for the Colts. The Colts are sky high on him. They've really been trying to test him throughout all of camp. You know, they put Stefan Gilmore on him every single day to, to just improve his ability and press, improve what he can do. Uh, and they really want him to come out the gates and be that starting Z-wide receiver. And, and I do think that uh, Alec Pierce is going to turn some heads for the Annapolis Colts this year. Hmm.
2: Uh, Jake, do you go the same way? Is it the Cincinnati Bearcat or is there another player you'd like to highlight?
3: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to keep repeating this on some of the same guys we've said. So I'll bring you another guy that seems like he'll make an impact, and that's uh, rookie safety Nick Cross. Mm. He's been really good uh, during the the preseason and training camp. You know, he he's a really really athletic, rangy guy that they liked they enough to to already label him as the the starting strong safety. And so far through the preseason, I, I think he's batted away three passes in the end zone and honestly the the colt safety play in the red zone the last several years that i can remember has been not great you know if, if you're gonna get a touchdown in the red zone against the colts attack their safeties and so that being one of his areas of strength so far i think that's going to be huge plus you know if if julian blackman is is roaming the back half and flying all over the place and nick crosses up in the box he, he has shown that he is built to thump guys, these running backs in, in the box and keep things in front of him. So if he just keeps growing and, and avoids some of the critical rookie mistakes, I think he'll be a huge addition to the defense.
2: Let's go to the 2022 AFC South champion, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony Wiggins, most important new face in Jacksonville for
1: 2022. We talk a lot about Trevor Lawrence throwing the football, but I always say if a team is going to be successful, They have to be able to run on two occasions, when they want to and when they have to. Hmm. And you want to run to set up play action for your quarterback. But when you have to is when you need to convert third downs and short yardage situations to keep possession of the ball. Or when you have the game when you're you're up late and you don't want the other team back on the field. So Brandon Sheriff, and I used to say Hmm. Sheriff, but it is pronounced Sheriff, the all-pro guard from Washington that they signed to solidify the right guard position. I think it's incredibly critical for a team that has two young guys battling at right tackle and Walker Little and Juwan Taylor. They re-signed Cam Robinson at left tackle. The thing is, is when you get a guy that's proven to be an all pro and I've watched him in action be a leader. That will allow them to run the ball when they want to and when they have to. Right. And that will enable them to get. Uh, play action for Trevor to keep some of the pressure off of him, and it will allow them to extend possessions. And if you extend possessions, you have a chance in the National Football League to be victorious.
2: This is why you come to the Locked On Podcast Network, because we show the offensive lineman love here. We show the offensive lineman love. Now, for um, the Tennessee Titans, so we're going for the 2022 champions to the 2020, uh, oh, from the 2021 champions. Sorry, buddy. Um, when it comes down to new faces here, Who's the most important new face in uh, Tennessee? But if, if not Traylon Burks, then who?
0: Oh, no, don't worry. Uh, there's another guy who may make more of an impact for the Titans right out of the gate. Like week one, week two, he may score like more fantasy points than Traylon Burks in week one. And it's Kyle Phillips, the rookie mm. wide receiver out of UCLA, the fifth round pick. He has just been incredibly impressive. In camp, he has been incredibly impressive in joint practices against other teams in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals. He is your typical uh, Hunter Renfro, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, slot wide receiver. And he has just been able to get open consistently. One unnamed Tennessee Titans defender actually said, We haven't found a way to cover this guy uh, a couple of weeks into camp as a rookie. So I think uh, Ryan Tannehill, when he was at his best during his career, he had a guy like Jarvis Landry in the slot who was a consistent chain mover. He had a guy like, uh, for a short period of time though, but Adam Humphreys. Uh, Mm -hmm. was playing in the slot. So now that you have a guy like Austin Hooper, who I mentioned, who's a newcomer as well, you have that kind of guy who can be physical and get open over the middle and move the chains. And then you have a guy like Kyle Phillips coming in as a rookie. I think that 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 could work out very well for Ryan Tannehill feeling more comfortable with his, hey, nothing looks good. I got to go to one of my chain movers and having two newcomers in Hooper and the rookie Kyle Phillips. I think that could be really important for Ryan Tannehill getting back on track.
2: Big time for that Tennessee Titans offense. Will it be the offense or defense for the Houston Texans? Cody Davis locked on Mm -hmm. Texas. Most important newcomer in the city of Houston. Who is it? We talked about Davis Mills. We talked
5: about Damian Pierce, but neither one of those guys can do anything if they don't have a solid offensive line to utilize on the on on, on 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 the field and the one guy that I'm looking at is rookie offensive lineman Keon Green. You guys know the Houston Texans. It seemed like it's been forever since the interior of that offensive line has looked good. And with Keon Green coming in at first, I had my doubts, but after what I saw Thursday against the San Francisco 49ers, I do believe in that young man. This is a guy um throughout his three years at Texas AM, he only gave up five sacks. One came last season and the best part what I like about Keon Green his best on field attribute as an offensive lineman is his ability to utilize him as a run blocker and with a guy like Damian Pierce he is a guy that can get guys from the one to the second level on that offensive line and I can't wait to see what he's going to be able to do put it like this um, against the San Francisco 49ers he he pancakes somebody that created a, a, a lane for Marlon Mack to gain 23 yards if he could do that for marlon mack i can't wait to see what he's gonna do when he's trying to create space for damian pierce
2: gotta love a good pancake on the football field. Now, I'm not just saying that because I'm a Prince fan. I'm saying that because I'm a football fan. (laughs) Y'all, I appreciate it so much here with the AFC South preview. It is Tyler Rowland locked on Titans, Jake Arthur and Zach Hicks of Locked on Colts, Cody Davis of Locked on Texans, and Tony Wiggins of Locked on Jaguars. Coming up next, we're going to be visiting with Lee Sterling of Locked on Bets, who's going to help you set the edge and hopefully walk away with some Skrilla thanks to the betting advice from our friends over at the uh, Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. So we got that coming up for you as we continue on to wrap up the ultimate pro football preview 2022. Here is a part of the Odyssey and Locked On Podcast Network.
7: Setting the edge
4: with Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets.
2: All right, everybody, it is time to set the edge with Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, your daily betting podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You find it every Monday through Friday, along with your boy Q, helping you make sure you're raking in those dollars over the course of the NFL season, but also NBA, uh, MLB. Lee, you do it all. You do it all over on Locked On Bets.
7: Even, (laughs) even, yeah, UFC, hockey. (laughs) um, I've got someone here working on my office and – And if we're doing it in tandem, that's what it's all about. That's it. That's it. You can find more, of course, at Paramount Sports. Uh, Lee, let's start off over here with the AFC
2: South. Today, we've got the Indianapolis Colts favored to win the division at minus minus. 140. Then you have a little bit of a drop off here. You get into plus 185 for the Tennessee Titans plus 600 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then plus 3,300 for the Houston Texans. Um, looking at this, where do you go here in the AFC South? Do you go with the favorites or do you think a team like the Tennessee Titans who have the second best odds might be able to pull this division out?
7: So with and some of these other divisions, we're going to go with, with you know, taking a shot and, and think maybe they've got the odds wrong. I don't think so here. I think Indianapolis is the play. Matt Ryan is a huge upgrade at quarterback. I and mean, if Big you time. watch what Carson Wentz did, the turnovers last year, and um, you know, then they had, he got injured towards the end. He was never the same, but Matt Ryan's going to be a huge upgrade. I think Michael Pittman Jr. Also, if you play fantasy, look at this guy. He could end up catching 110, 120, 130 balls. He is a stud. I yeah. mean, he wants it. He goes after the ball. Yards after catch, call that yak yards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy there. And they've got all these, when I look at teams, I like to have guys, high-level players at each level. For instance, mm-hmm. defensive line, they've got a guy that can get to the quarterback in buckler. They've got a linebacker, maybe the best middle linebacker in the game. Yep. got to also have someone in the back end. And not just, you know, how many sacks they have. Third and five, can they... A defensive back and he knocked a pass down can a linebacker make a play on third and five one-on-one with a linebacker with a running back right before the sticks and, mm-hmm. and make a team punt and i think they've got that there and i think actually the coaching staff is is above average so i like indianapolis to win the division
2: that linebacker that you referred to of course darius leonard and yeah. man look if there's any linebacker i'm trusting on a third yeah. and five or a second and short it's Darius Leonard. Cause that yeah. guy's going to be able to make a play for you for sure. Uh, looking at team wins, the over under sure. for the Indianapolis Colts currently set at nine and a half. You've got them winning the division. Do you also have them going over nine and a half wins in 2022?
7: I do. It's probably my, my second strongest play in the AFC after Pittsburgh. So yeah, I love the, the over nine and a half. I mean, this is a team look, get to play Houston and Jacksonville twice. Mm. So mm-hmm. that should be four wins right there. And, Home field is an advantage there. And, um, you know, as long as they don't get the injury bug or or COVID like they had last year yeah. and um, just had some bad luck. And then that last game against Jacksonville was a disaster. I think it's <laughs> going to motivate them. So, yeah, I like the over a lot.
2: Yeah, and I think it's hard to ignore the upgrade at quarterback, as you mentioned there, going to Matt Ryan. I, I I watched the New Orleans Saints play Matt Ryan twice a year for his entire career up until this season, and the guy does nothing but produce and get sacked by Cam Jordan. Those are the two right. things that he does. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have Cam Jordan to worry about in, the, in that division anymore. And it very much kind of feels like a little bit of a a two-team race in this division. Felt like that last year. You've got the Colts and the Titans. So the Colts at uh, 9.5 for their over-under. In terms of their win total, Tennessee Titans at nine.
7: How close do you think these two teams really are? I think they're close, but I like I said, I think Indianapolis upgraded a quarterback mm-hmm. a lot. And and not just, you know, throwing the football, the turnovers. I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz, who, I mean, would he just didn't have pocket awareness sometimes? I don't yep. know what happened. And I'm telling you this from a guy that studies quarterbacks having played in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh he at one time. Was the best quarterback in the NFL that one year until he got hurt. Yep. He was on fire. I don't know whether he took too many hits. I, you know, I don't know what it is, but he's just a little split second slower in his decision making, and he doesn't see a lot of times that edge rusher, rusher coming off the backside, yeah. and that was a real problem. Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. I'm very familiar with being here in Miami. I know him very mm-hmm. similar. Doesn't see the blindside rusher, just doesn't feel him, and that's from remember played receiver Texas A and M. So you know, really wasn't a quarterback until his senior year. That's and right. For some reason, got some quarterbacks have it, some don't. You don't see Tom Brady fumbling eight, 10 times a year. Right. Um, Ryan Tannehill does that, and and in big games, look what he did in the playoffs—just totally imploded. So. That's a problem. And now he's got new receivers. He had good receivers last year. Got a couple new receivers. I think it's going to take him some time. Then you got um, Derek. and got Henry. I mean, at one time, uh, until he got hurt, the best running back in the NFL. Now we don't know. A running back gets to that age, gets to 27, 28, taking a lot of hits, having a serious injury. I have my concerns. And then their defense is hit or miss. So
4: um,
7: also – on top of everything else, not a big fan of their coaching staff. So um, compared, you know, to the better teams, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go under. I, I think yeah. that they're going to they're gonna be probably an eight, at most a nine-win team, but um, not one of my top selections, but I think Indy's the cream of the crop there. Yeah,
2: look, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think Derrick Henry is uh, – by the end of 2022, I don't think we're talking about Derrick Henry as the best running back in the NFL. That guy might be across the division in Jonathan right. Taylor or yeah. over in – Another part of the conference in Nick Chubb, if I'm being yep. honest. Like I like those guys a lot more than I like where Derek Derek Henry is headed. Jacksonville Jaguars over under six and a half. They've obviously, you know, upgraded their coaching staff quite a bit,
7: but have they done enough to eclipse that mark? I think they'll be better. Yeah. I mean, it mm. was a disaster. That coaching staff. Yeah, um, yeah man. <laughs> I mean, everything the way they talk to guys. Um, mm. you know, you can't have a lot of college coaches making the jump at one time. We've seen it happen over the years usually a recipe for disaster, um, better, but still a lot of holes on this yeah. team. So you'll see some players. They've got some pass rushers. They've got, you know, Travis Etienne. if he's healthy, right. um, running and catching the ball could be a big, big threat. I've also got Robinson. But uh, if Trevor Lawrence, you know, they can keep him upright, you know, they'll win some games. But six and a half, I was a little shocked by this number. I thought they were going to come like five, five and a half. Remember this about the AFC, a lot of people – don't realize when they bet these things, they have eight home games and nine away games. Yeah, Very that's right. Important when you're betting totals. The average person doesn't doesn't do their type of that deep homework to to know that. So I, I'm going to go under. I think they win five or six games.
2: Yeah, it's a really great I'm point. Sorry, with, under, 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 yeah, under. I, yeah. I think it's such a great point in terms of the 17 game season. Now teams alternating more home games one season more away games the other season, right, the next season. Yeah. And, of course, the uh, Jaguars are one of the ones that falls under the under in terms of uh, home games <laughs> uh, with only eight this offseason. And then, finally, as we look uh, over to the Houston Texans, I know there's a lot of question marks about this team, obviously, and of course, um, but four and a half right now is where the win total is set. You're going over under here.
7: Um, they might win five games. Yeah. Uh, not a real strong opinion. I like this kid, Damian Pierce thinks gonna be a real good running back. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, if they try some things out and they're open to, you know, playing the younger kids, I think they can win five games. You know, the end of the year last year, they were a tough out. So, um, they -hmm. didn't quit. I do like that. And what we saw with this team, but, um, Mills is okay. You know, we'll, we'll know more probably my mid season, whether he's the guy, but I would go with Pierce at running back. And, uh, They just they need some receivers bad. Yeah. (laughs) And some more playmakers, obviously, on defense. But, um, you know, I think they're they're going to they're going to be on the way up, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think so, too. And I think, you know, giving giving Davis Mills that running back that he can rely on. I think Damian Pierce, he was my running back one coming out of the draft. I really liked him. He was my top running back this year. And so I I love what we saw from him in the preseason. We'll see if he can carry that over to the regular season. Now, when it comes to the AFC championship for the AFC South top odds, go to the Indianapolis Colts at plus 1200. You've got the Tennessee Titans at, uh, at plus 2000. How are you feeling about what you're seeing from
7: those two teams within the NFC, Excuse me, the AFC conference landscape? I think it's going to be tough. You know, the AFC is totally different. The NFC there's legitimately Mm -hmm. 13 teams that can make the playoffs. So um yeah, you, you got to run the gauntlet. You they would have to have home field advantage. And sometimes in the playoffs, it just hasn't equated uh into a home field advantage like New England or, you know, some of these other teams when they're playing at home, like Kansas City. So um I think it's gonna to be tough. I don't think the the winner for the conference is gonna come out of this division, but it could be a nice race between Indianapolis and Tennessee. But I think Indianapolis, I think it's their time. Yeah.
2: Plus fifteen thousand for the Texans. How you feel about that one? know <laughs>
7: <laughs> you can throw your you can throw your money, you know, and when when into a wishing well or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll go have
2: dinner. That's what I'll yeah. do. I'll I go mean, have there's dinner
7: I, there's been some long shots. You know, we saw the Rams. You know, but Kurt Warner right win it's seventy five to one. This team isn't it.
2: Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure that you come back tomorrow as we continue on with this eight-episode series with the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are not only looking for division dominance, but they have league championship aspirations as well. But in order to get there, The New England Patriots and Miami Dolphins are standing in the way while the Jets have their own definition of improvement. Tomorrow, it's the AFC East. Until then, I'm Ross Jackson, and I appreciate you so much for joining, listening, or watching. And of course, thank you to our friends over at Odyssey As well, make sure that you find the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts, and on the Locked On NFL YouTube page to make sure that you don't miss an episode.